Total Wine & More now offers curbside pickup and same-day delivery in Northern Virginia. Have great finds at great prices delivered right to your car or to your door. It's easy to discover the more ways Total Wine & More has you covered at TotalWine.com. It's time to wake up, recover from last night's mess, and get your fix of Sports Caffeine. It's time to kickstart your day with the latest sports news and opinions. Get ready. Sports Caffeine is live in three, two, one. Sports Caffeine, of course, you can stream us live at fanstreamsports.com and also make sure to download the app. Uh, make sure to listen to the JP Show uh, airing Monday through Friday from 3 to 6 p.m. on 8.20 a.m. and also replaying on fanstreamsports.com. Also, Loose Cannons Podcast, who dropped their uh, newest episode this uh, today, which will be a day later when you guys hear this broadcast. And then we've got some new shows coming up uh, coming in the next couple of weeks. I'm really excited to debut those for you guys, which will be on the fanstreamsports.com. And now we officially have... Uh, an official fanstreamsports.com Twitter account because JP got um, blocked on Twitter today. Did you guys see that? Yeah. <clears throat> so I should have I had him uh, come on the show. He's still doing his. But he, uh, he, he put on Facebook today he got uh, blocked or banned on Twitter because of all – he's talking about, <clears throat> you know, the coronavirus and all the – the drugs that, um, that that should be given out to people to you know to help them out with with dealing with the coronavirus and everything. So I guess he was talking about it too much, and they blocked him on Twitter. Maybe people thought it was too offensive or something, but he's now blocked on Twitter. Yeah. So I I, I texted him uh, as soon as I saw him. Like, so are we gonna create a, a brand new um, you know fanstream sports Twitter? Twitter page. He's like, you might as well just go ahead and do it because I don't know how long this ban is going to last. So now if you go on Twitter, uh, if you find, if you go at Fanstream Tweets, that'll be Fanstream Sports' official Twitter account, which, you know, we're still working out with the logos and everything, and and then, you know, whoever's going to be tweeting off of it. That's what the new Twitter page or account is going to be. So, yeah, he's banned. I, I guess it's really weird because with the, within the climate that we're living in, you're banning people because they're talking about a current event of what's going on. I find that very petty, especially coming from Twitter with all the crap they they allow on Twitter right now. Uh, and, and just for just for clarification, just for clarification, Kristen, I do not put any kind of fake news on Twitter. That's just lies, lies, lies. You're welcome. You're welcome. I know. 
I think the I haven't gotten blocked from Twitter, but I've gotten blocked by people on Twitter. I, I once got blocked by a porn star one time because I said something uh, a very nasty joke to her on Twitter, and then she blocked me. I'm like, all right, well, if a porn star gets offended by my jokes, I guess I'm doing something right. So that's my claim to fame, I guess. I don't know. I know, right? I know. I don't know. It's weird. So, anyways, we've got a good show for uh, for you guys today. We've got the worst potential landing spots for the top quarterbacks that are coming in the draft this year. The NBA has put up the horse competition. Whoever the, the matchups, uh, which will be, I guess they're going to air those live on social media, uh, which will be a horse game. We've got that going on. Uh, we've also got. Um, I got to look up here. Uh, so, so Clay Matthews and also Todd Gurley have not gotten paid. By the Rams. So they're going, where is my money? Where have you done my money? So they have not gotten paid yet, and we've got a whole bunch of other stuff to talk about. Let's go into it, though. What you watching, guys? What have you guys been watching? I don't know. I was I was fiddling around with that. and I, I, I started like that. To, yeah, I started to write some things down, and I just kind of got lost in the movie after that, and I was just like, but yeah, by the time the movie had been done, think about some of the things that happened. You had the the nerd, the the class president, went to jail, the popular guy ended up getting too drunk and took the blame, which you never see, but then exactly the next day after he got him out of jail, he called him a nerd and told him to, you know, piss off or whatever. You had two best friends that have always been friends since they were kids make out in a bathroom where the door handle was jammed, and you had kids eating brownies at a high school party and one of them accidentally, you know, one of them hitting somebody and having somebody eat them off, you know, off of them. So it was just mass chaos, dude. All I did was laugh and uh, try to come up with a game. So that's kind of my my mini so diatribe on what I've been char- watching. Your character would have been the guy puking over the balcony. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that was when you were drinking. I would have yeah. been the guy throwing the party. I threw a lot, a lot of parties in high school. My parents were out of town. And, yeah, so that would be my drinking part whenever they showed the guy throwing the party. <laughs> I'm trying to think of what my part would be because I I saw Can't Hardly Wait and and it was okay. I wasn't really a big fan of Can't Hardly Wait. I was more of American Pie because in high school I was the Jim character. I was Jim in American Pie. So I relate more to him than more than anything. But I was going to watch Can't Hardly Wait the other day and um, decided not to. I've been watching this thing called The Wild and Wonderful Whites of West Virginia. Wow. Um, Long title, I know, and I'm a I'm a big documentary buff. I love, and this is on Amazon Prime. So, um, you know, it was the it was produced by Johnny Knoxville. If that tells you anything, uh, Johnny Knoxville <laughs> of, of Jackass fame, and then Jeff Tremaine, which you know directed the Jackass you know show, and then also the movies. And it's this documentary about this family uh, called uh, the Whites, who uh, live in uh, live in West Virginia, of course. But these this family. I don't know how many people are in this family, but it's got to be 50-plus. They've got all kinds of kids running around. All the, the, the women in the, the family are always getting pregnant. But they're all, for some reason, they're like an outlaw family. They're almost like if the Hatfields and McCoys got together as one, had a huge orgy, and then created a family, this would be that family. It's the, it's the, the wonderful whites of, of, of West Virginia. And they just, all they do is get messed. They get, they get effed up. They drink. They smoke pot. They take a whole bunch of drugs. And they just get into trouble, but it's just insane of what kind of trouble they get into. I, I suggest you guys um, watch this documentary. And I'm, I, I just, I, 
watching it, I'm like, I can't believe my eyes. Hank Williams' son is in it, and he kind of is a friend of the family. Hank Williams III uh, is in it. He, he's a kind of a friend of the family. He kind of tells his side of you know how the, the family's all weird and stuff like that. And they show uh, family members uh, doing lines of cocaine in this documentary, like right out in the open in front of kids, in front of other family members. It's just bizarre and crazy. You guys got to watch it. I did see a meme that was like, all these people think Joe, Joe uh, Exotic is wild or Tiger King's wild. They must have never seen the wild whites of West Virginia. And they're saying like, oh, that's like basic compared to this show. These oh, people are wild. I've com- heard compared that, yeah. to Joe Exotic, uh, this family or this, this documentary is so much more bizarre and, and batshit crazy uh, compared to those to those guys. I, I tell you what, you if you haven't seen it yet, make sure to go on Amazon Prime and watch because it's just a, an insane – uh, documentary for for something to watch. So that's what I've been watching. So, all right. So our weekly segment we haven't been uh, revisiting in a while is sip or spit. Uh, I don't know if you guys have got a cocktail in front of you or not. If you guys have been kind of playing bartender, I know Kristen, that's your profession. So have you been making anything kind of new lately? Have you been experimenting? Yeah, just, we oh, actually have. right now. Well, right now I'm just sipping on a J Dub's poolside. My mom dropped us off some chicken parmesan yesterday and a six pack of J Dub's poolside. Beer, yummy. So. yummy yeah our, like our local it. brewery j-dubs but last night um i was like i obviously had a sweet tooth maybe after that brownie and um so i got i we did uh some frozen drinks last night we did some vanilla vodka which is on sale at public flickers right now some gray goose vanilla vodka with some creme de cacao blended it with vanilla ice cream and oreos top with a little cool whip on top there <laughs> Oh my god, it was so good. It was it was a fantastic. So the Oreos when they blend it up give it a nice little crunch to it. You know, just you have to use a lot of ice cream though. Like I put like a cup of ice cream in and it definitely wasn't enough. You could probably cut it with some ice, but yeah, I don't have a name for it yet, but it was so good. It was like I was the best just drink about I've ever to made. Ask you if you if you've named this drink. I think we call that one dude the sweet tooth or the snowman. The sweet tooth. The snowman. I like snowman. it. I mean There you go. Yeah, yeah, we'll come up with the name for it. It was so good. It was on my Snapchat. Uh, if you guys have me on Snapchat, I did take a picture of it there. But it was fantastic. So I'll have to just make another and I'll put the video up. Yummy. Okay. I have a nice Voodoo Ranger Imperial IPA in front of me. Uh, my mother-in-law bought me a six-pack of beer for my birthday. So uh, I've had about four of these today. Uh, this would be my number four of these uh, Imperial IPAs. So, um, all the moms coming through with the beers. I know. Yeah, this is great. Did your mom bring you any beer from Georgia, Chip? She needs to. I'm calling her right now. <laughs> what in the world? No, I'm. I'm gonna have to make a decision here, and it's gonna be. It's gonna be bold. We're gonna have to. We have depleted our. I'm not much of a beer drinker, so I'm a little on the outskirts of that. But I have depleted current stocks of alcoholic beverages, so we will be making another run to the store. Oh. And I think that's uh-huh. either going to be maybe tomorrow because tomorrow is Good Friday, yep. but I think everything will still be open. And Easter is Sunday, obviously, so I want to get some stuff before then. So I don't know, but I will stick to what I know and do best, and that's going to be vodka drinks, and I'll have uh, you know maybe some uh, seltzer beverages as well thrown in there for good measure. That's actually a, not a bad idea. I might I might go to Total Wine or whatever liquor store is closer to me, and maybe get some. Uh, some things to put together, some old fashioned cocktails, because I haven't been had, I haven't had an old fashioned in a while, so I might do that. That's not a bad idea. How many times have you guys gone alcohol shopping since all of this uh, COVID stuff has happened? Do you think? Do you even know? I know. 
I mean, I've done. I mean, well, I got to admit, though, when this first started, I had really not been drinking. I've been out of town a lot, and so I was kind of dead. So when I first heard, I went out and did an initial run on alcohol and had some folks over and when I was not taking COVID very seriously. And then when COVID got serious, I went out again because I exhausted. So two, this will be trip three. Um, I think it's every time I've been to the grocery store to buy groceries, (laughs) I always buy beer. So it hasn't been a lot. I think it's under a baker's dozen, maybe. Oh, my God. I I don't even think I can count. We literally live. Okay, I have to say where I live, I can be at Publix within 25 steps of my house. Like, it's very, very, very close. So we like just we go all the time, just run, grab what we're having for a meal. So I'm like, oh, just go grab a bottle of wine or Sean drinks a lot of beer. So. I've probably gone like twice, <laughs> twice a week, three times a week. <laughs> and a nice round doing... number of 27 times. Yeah, like once a day. Well, the other thing is I've been doing that grocery store, the grocery delivery services for people because, you know, I'm out of work. Instacart so or shop. Instacart, yeah. yeah. And um, so, you know, if I'm there and I'm like, oh, buy Bogo wine, obviously I pay for it myself and like a separate order. I ring up there, people stop, and then I get my own. So I'm already in the grocery store. So if I see a good deal, I'm going to scoop it anyways. But yeah, we've been, <laughs> we've been uh, liquor shopping quite often. So it's embarrassing. <laughs> Don't judge me. I, I, th- I think I saw, I think I read somewhere that liquor, liquor sales have gone up like 50% in the past month than they have been in a long, long time, which is insane i mean you got to know what america runs on dude and it freaking uh it's the old uh alcoholy beverage alcohol you tomorrow yeah that's true I was, I was say, there's a lot of recycling being done though you gotta think that's so good the earth, there's all these yeah where everybody's doing their part recycling so all these empty bottles will become something reusable one day so you know i'm glad that positive. You, you mentioned that Kristen, <laughs> because my recycle bin i can't close it i cannot i literally <laughs> it's now been it's pouring over into my regular trash can, so yeah, I can't I can't even close the lid on my, my trash can anymore because it's now full of wine bottles and beer cans and alcoholic beverages. That's all I have in there. And maybe some cardboard. That's pretty much it. My mom came well, my mom came over to bring us dinner and we have a big box of recycling because we live in a condo and we take it down when it's full. And I I moved it around so there was like some juice and some like cardboard from cereal and the Coca Cola bottles on top. So when my mom came in, she didn't see the entire bottom of it was beer bottles and beer cans and wine bottles. And I was like, yeah, it's just juice and you know our food we've been eating. So I'm hiding my recycling from my mother now. <laughs> it's so bad. So guys, I actually do have some breaking news. Uh, it's it's a story that me and Chip talked about. On- Uh oh, lost you. That's okay. And that that was a teaser. There we go. Yeah, oh, that was a teaser if I ever heard one. Sorry. So, um, Chip and I talked about this on our last show. Um, So now it is said UFC 249 will not proceed on April 18th despite Dana White's effort. Oh, no. Oh, shucks. We're not going to watch UFC. Boo. I know. Are you really that upset, Chip? Yeah, well, I mean, and we did chat about this. This is something that, you know, Dana White, I give him credit for being really outgoing as far as getting an island and and trying to make things happen. But, I mean, at the end of the day, there's no way you can figure this stuff out in like 11 days. I think that's when the fight was supposed to be, uh, or maybe shorter than that. I think it was going to be the 18th. 
sounds like Firefest to me. They had like a certain number of days, you know, they're not going to pull it off. But um, um, yeah, that's, yeah. I, I don't really even care about UFC right now. So like, I think they were trying to, uh, Sean was saying, you know, it'd be the only thing to gamble on. Everyone watch it because you could be degenerate gamblers could place bets. So I think that that's probably some of the reason why he wanted to get it out there, but I'm not disappointed. I don't really care. I think that private Island, he's has a captive audience now. And if he's the only sport happening, people are going to watch it, but I'm not that upset or like, yeah. And Evan always <laughs> asked me, Oh, Bushman's kind of like, dude, you don't like it. I mean, you don't think that's, you know, stuff. And I go, Look, I think all those guys are a couple sandwiches short of a picnic anyways. And, you know, if those guys have to get, you know, all jacked up, fly to an island, the main card had a about change because one of the fighters in UFC, obviously, is stuck in Russia. Uh, and I can't remember his name, and Evan will kill me. Um, but they had to get a guy who's never fought on short notice. They signed him to come in. Notre Dame athletic director came out and – they he kind of shunned the idea or, or couldn't even think about a game with no fans in the stands. Um, and, so yeah, and, I don't know. And just the revenue that that generates for the universities. I mean, yeah, these exactly. Small schools, yeah, football is their main source of revenue that funds the entire athletic program the rest of the year, and you don't have it. Or one player, you know, these kids are on college campuses with tens of thousands of students. You know. And they're all making out and going to parties and doing all this yeah. stuff. And so, you know, Being college kids. A, yeah. So what are you going to test every player every time coming out of the field? Could give it to you. Like, it's just, it really is going to be interesting to see in these coming months, how things are flattened and what's going on. I mean, I think there is a real chance we do not see another sporting event this year, which would be drive me crazy. That's what I was saying. I was coloring last night. I was like, I wish there was just like a game to put on in the background, you know? So, but yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't be, I mean, I think um, I would still go 50 50 that we see some sort of sports again this year because I, I have no idea what they're going to do. Let me, let me ask you, the both of you, if, if it gets canceled, if college football is canceled for this year, would you allow the seniors to be automatically fifth year seniors and come back for next year if they're not able to play this year? Oh, I would say you have to absolutely let them. You know, their eligibility, they didn't use their year of eligibility. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, I think, well, and you come into the year where this is their most, I mean, typically, uh, it's their most important year. I think where they're going to have to talk about is that if you're stuck in the transfer portal or if you're a person that transferred and you're coming into a season where maybe you're transferring for one year, I think maybe you extend that credit or sometimes the people that have transferred are losing a year. So maybe you end up granting that year if they don't play uh, and they just end up coming over. So I don't know. There'd be a lot of it'd be interesting to see a lot of loopholes as far as uh, what would happen with those students, obviously, that are caught in transferring and might have to sit out or uh, whatever the case may be. But, yeah, I still think college football has got their fingers crossed and they're hoping and praying. And, um, you know, I'm hoping and praying like Ohio State's like (laughs) really touted to be an early, you know, top three team probably and we're supposed to be really good and Justin Fields is coming back and I'm like please like come on we have a real chance of winning it this year I will be so devastated if we don't get college and NFL obviously like how crazy that be a whole year of no NFL I can't even I can't even go there like I've said before with the NFL because I mean I don't know we're gonna I mean I think May 1st is kind of when I know one I think um there was an article on uh, Bleacher Report, and I think Oklahoma State, I think it was Mike Gundy who said he wanted to try to get 
people back in the building and staff and players tested by May 1st. So most of us are on a lockdown until April 30th. So I don't know, man. We'll yeah, see. They're, they're also pushing for, you know, this whole MLB thing to go through in, in, I think, June in Arizona. So, you know, people want sports. And, and you know, if, if we're going to get them, it's it's almost two. We're almost at the 11th hour if it, things are going to be, you know, played or not, especially with the NBA and the NHL and then baseball. We talked about this on our last show, uh, Chip, that it's it's coming up to where you got to decide if, if things are going to be canceled or things are going to be pushed through or not. So, so speaking of college sports, the draft is, what, two weeks away, two weeks away uh, maybe even a little bit uh, closer than that. And I, I wanted to <clears throat> kind of highlight, you know, the – the rich kind of quarterback class that we have coming into this, this season's draft that a lot of these guys will potentially get picked, you know, within the, the first you know, first 15 picks. Um, so I wanted to, to get your guys' opinions about, you know, the marquee guys like the Justin Herberts, the the Joe Burrows, the Tua Tagalabolas, uh, I'll probably say his name wrong, um, or, or the Jalen Hurts, those guys, the, uh, the, the, the Jordan Loves, those guys that, um, you know, could be the next franchise quarterbacks for teams. If you're going to be one of those guys picked, what do you think would be the worst possible landing spot for those guys in the draft? Let's start with Joe Burrow first, since he's the the overall probably going to be the number one guy picked off the off the board. Who do you do you think Cincinnati could be the worst possible spot for him, or is there right. just somewhere else? <laughs> I don't yeah, think there's like, a worst. I was like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, what kind of question is this? Happy's <laughs> answer. Where's the worst possible spot? Well, the number one pick which is usually the Browns, but this year it's the other team. Yeah, Cincinnati, he doesn't want to go there. They have a just losing culture. I know they're trying to change it and turn it around, and he's not even like – he's from Athens, which is just down the road, and he hates that comparison. He doesn't want to be like, hey, Ohio guy, come like, it's not like he wants to be there. Um, kind of Brady Quinn went to the Browns, but he kind of had that. Like, I'm an Ohio guy, bring me to Cleveland, you know, and Joe Burr doesn't want that. Yeah, it's absolutely like – I feel like the other teams who want a quarterback, like a Miami, would be anybody else would like to go to any of those other teams. Chip, what about yeah. you? Do you feel the same as uh, Kristen? I mean, yeah, I think stat-wise. I mean, I think the Bengals were pretty close. Washington, I think around offensive efficiency, uh, I think Washington was accidentally – I mean, not accidentally. They were, they were last last year. So, um, I don't know. I mean, I think you're – the reason why you're picking number one in the draft is because you have some serious holes and some serious depth. And then usually if you're in the top three to five, you usually lack uh, in the quarterback area. So, um, yeah, the Bengals is uh, is pretty awful. Okay. Tua Tagovailoa. Uh, I know there's a, a lot of people saying he might go to the Patriots because the Patriots need a fran- franchise quarterback or Washington because Washington might uh, need a guy because, you know, Ron Rivera is the new head coach for that team. And, they're not really sold on Dwayne Dwayne Haskins, um, or Miami. Miami could could go and draft uh, Tua as well. Do you think uh, out of you know out of Miami or Washington, which one do you think would be the worst spot for him, or whatever, or maybe what other team would be the worst spot for Tua? Um, I feel like Washington is like first of all they're stupid. You have Dwayne Haskins, you just took him. He's still young. Like I just think that not, like give the guy a chance. Like he's a sophomore year. Why would you go get another quarterback? Obviously he hasn't been like a huge boss. Like you get a chase young where, you know, he's going to be a defensive guy who could you could build your team around for years to come. He's, you know, a, a, t- a franchise chain player. Um, yeah. I think like Miami would be great for Tua. I think like, if you see something weird where like 
Detroit or something like that. Detroit's picking third, you know, Matthew Stafford, they're paying a lot of money, but he doesn't have anyone behind him there. So like, you see something like that go on. Like, I know it's a long shot, but who knows? Like, or someone trades up to the, that spot um, out of like trades up with Detroit there. Maybe like someone weird, like, uh, like uh, um, Las Vegas, Las Vegas Raiders trade up there or something to get to uh, that could be interesting too. But um, I like two to Miami. I think that's what everyone's thinking. And I think it's a good fit too. So, and I think it's going to make Miami better. I, I, I need Tua to be better than Joe Burrow because that's what I've been claiming all along. So for my selfish pride. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I like – the only reason why I'd like Miami more in this draft is because they have three first-round draft picks. They have two second-round draft picks. I mean, they're going to – Miami is going to change the face of their team tremendously um, this year and moving forward. So um, – I still think I agree with Kristen. I think Washington is kind of when you're so bad and you have a young quarterback, I think you go personally, you take best player available. If I was running a, running a team, I would be looking at best player available. Now, this doesn't mean that at two, your phone isn't ringing off the hook for somebody wanting to move up and give two or three first round picks to come get a quarterback, maybe a Tua, maybe you have either the Chargers uh, or maybe you have, you know, anybody else who's looking for a quarterback to move up. I think the Chargers are going to be one of those teams that might move up um, to come get a quarterback. But, yeah, I, I mean, I think Washington should – they shouldn't draft a quarterback. But I think, you know, I think the, the Dolphins are going to be a lot better. So I guess if you wanted to fall somewhere – the worst possible spot you could fall to in my mind, like I just said, next on the list is Washington. Okay. I was uh, watching some NFL YouTube videos where they had the, the top, um, you know, worst uh, top 10 trade scenarios that happened during the draft and top 10 things that happened in the draft. And one of the thing was, you know, Eli Manning, you know, not wanting to go to San Diego when he got drafted by the San Diego chargers and uh, his whole look on his face. And then you bring mommy and daddy up on the stage with you. And then you have to, you know, have a trade to go to, to New York. I thought that was pretty funny today. So, moving along in, in this uh, this scenario. So, you know, Justin Herbert. He's he's the Oregon quarterback. You know, a lot of people saying he might go to L.A. to the Chargers. Um, you know, I also think that the Raiders might be sold on on Justin Herbert. Do you guys think uh, the Chargers would be a better better shot for Justin Herbert? Do you think the Raiders would be a, a, a better shot for him? Or not even drafting him at all? Maybe another team could take a chance on him. What do you think would be the worst scenario for Justin Herbert? Uh, worst scenario? God, I don't know. I feel like a lot of these teams that are picking a quarterback, that will be picking a quarterback, like New England needs one. Chargers need a quarterback. Indianapolis could get a backup. You know, Philip Rivers is only on a one-year deal there. I feel like um, maybe Vegas would be the worst, but I feel like the rest of the teams that are looking for quarterbacks would kind of be good situations for someone to fall into. Um, like, I don't think Herbert will be there in the later rounds when, like, Green Bay or some or, or New England picks uh, are later in the round. But if they wanted to move up, like, New England still needs a starter. They say they're set on Stidham, but I don't, I don't know. Like, you could see New England maybe trading up for that. Yeah, I mean, we'll have to see. It'll be interesting because we're all used to seeing this. I mean, typically on draft day, your top college quarterbacks get drafted in the top half of the draft, and they go to teams that are horrible. This year, I mean, really is is there's a little bit of difference because of free agency and a lot of quarterbacks got uh, released and some people changed venue. And you got some experience in some teams, but 
Um, I don't know. I mean, I think that the Chargers are probably the best spot to win now. So, I mean, in that situation, once again, I'd, I'd say Oakland, but Oakland also has multiple first-round picks. So Oakland is going to get two high-impact guys in the first round that are going to transform their team. Uh, so I don't know. I think moving into this, like we've always talked about, quarterback is the most valued position in the NFL. And typically what happens when you come out of college is the best college players, quarterbacks especially, go to the worst NFL teams. Do you think Tua's stock is maybe – is, is he still a top 10 quarterback to draft? Do you think maybe his stock has maybe dropped a little bit, or do you think it's it's still kind of maintained the same, or do you think Miami's going to trade up to maybe get him a little bit earlier than, than winning at number five? I think Miami knows that they could probably get him at five. Um, I don't think that anyone else really above them is likely to draft a quarterback. I don't know if his stock is down, but it was weird, the, um, the reports that came out, like the doctors just like, like highly praising him like these reports that came out last week like two is great and ready to go and stuff it almost seemed a little too exaggerated and i'm sure it's coming from his camp obviously but yeah it is tough if you're a team and you can't evaluate him with your own your own guy yeah maybe your stock does go down but i don't see miami um you know it, it's really interesting just how many offensive linemen are to go so we're getting the guys to protect quarterbacks instead of taking the actual quarterbacks and you've got to think still there's still a Colin Kaepernick's still out there, as we saw in false reports today. Jameis is still out there. You know, Cam Newton's still out there. So some of these teams who are looking for quarterbacks have to make that decision, too. Like, do I want to draft one? Um, or do I want to pick up one of these veterans also? So that it really is going to be an interesting month to see this where everybody lands because most people are pretty set. And you still have Andy Dalton probably going to be out there, too, who could yep. be a very serviceable quarterback for some teams. I think it'll be interesting. We got a, an update today, and it was through a report from Ian Rappaport and Mike Garofolo. Uh, Tua Tungvaluwa sent out new information today, one-hour workout, 55, 55 scripted throws, and another 20 throws in dynamic drills where he was either moving his feet or on the run or moving outside of the pocket. The video went out to all 32 teams, which is pretty much kind of like a virtual pro day. Uh, for a quarterback, obviously, with the draft coming up right around the corner. So there were less than 10 people present for the workout, obviously due to the guidelines of COVID. And Jerry Judy, his Alabama teammate, was there to help him run through the workouts and have somebody to throw to. So we're going to see here in the next couple of weeks uh, on what occurs uh, there. But I think personally – you know what type of athlete he is, but picking in the top five in the NFL, you have got to decide your franchise's future on a guy who's had multiple ankle injuries, a hip surgery, and knee issues. When you still have guys that are somewhat near as talented as Tua. Uh, and I mean, just the potential for reoccurring is on everything that he's had happened to him are are very real and you shouldn't you shouldn't spend a, a first round pick or a top 5 pick uh on a quarterback like that in my opinion. Okay, I'm you think then you... like uh say Justin Herbert we see a scenario Justin Herbert's drafted above Tua. I mean, I think that I think that's totally a possibility due to the fact that he was able to work out at senior day, he was able to work out at his pro day. 
He's been a little bit more experienced. He's played more. I mean, I see, I see some of those. I mean, I think anything can happen in the NFL, and especially on draft day, because we've all seen it happen. So, I mean, I think those those scenarios are real. Um, but at the same time, some of these other quarterbacks, like a Tyrod Taylor, I could see the Chargers jumping and going to three and grabbing a Tua and having Tua deal with Tyrod Taylor because he's a fluid quarterback. He moves, he throws. I mean, that. so, I mean, yeah, I could still see that happening. I agree with you, but I think – I think LA is now at a point where they're kind of they want to maybe move into a different direction by having a mobile quarterback because with you know Philip Rivers for what almost 13 years was you know he's not really a mobile guy so if if you're able to grab one of those guys that like like Tua is who's mobile you know and draft him where you can draft and do it but you know it, it's going to come with big risk with that guy by drafting him where you're going to be you know drafting him in a high pick so I, I I'm not sold on Tua I know he's a great athlete and everything but. You know his his history of being injured and bad injuries too. I just if I'm a GM, I I don't really want to take that chance, especially a high chance of where I'm at drafting, to draft him in on my team and then have the risk of him getting hurt within the you know the first year of him playing. I, I just I'm not sold on him. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. But make no doubt about it. Once that second quarterback is off the board, probably in the top five, any team that likes either of the remaining handful. Your Jordan Loves, your Eric, your um, um, I'm missing the the last one. Who's the uh, guy? Jacob Eason. Never mind. Yeah, well, Jacob Eason, but um, I don't think he'll go in the first round. But um, once Burrow goes off at one, and once Tua, let's say if he does get taken two, those two other guys, Eric and Love, they're automatically teams are going to be moving around to make sure they get those. If they pick either or of those guys, Love will be available a little bit longer, I think. Yeah. But we'll see. I think Love is probably going to be taken in the second round, maybe third. I'll bet you fifty dollars oh, well. that's wrong. Oh, you we do could talk about this on Sunday during our mock draft show. That would be. A, there we go. Well, we'll do a bet board. But yeah, okay. I think Love. I think um, just due to the fact that what happens every year with college quarterbacks trades they always go i think the year before or was it two years before i think we had four or five quarterbacks taken yeah was that the year was that uh Al- josh that rosen uh baker mayfield josh allen baker josh, yeah. Yeah. yeah josh allen lamar jackson yep maybe it was four i thought it was five maybe i'm missing I, one I, but I, it might have been five yeah sam darnold baker both thank Josh's you and five Lamar, yeah so I mean, yeah, and that's I mean, this, we're in a we're in a similar draft right now, and I think that yeah, I think Love will definitely go first round. Okay, I, I can't wait. See, I'm I'm maybe it's the COVID, maybe it's being at home, but I'm I'm really excited about this draft because you know it's it's a brand new it's a brand new era from from most teams because they've they've parted ways with a quarterback that they have for a very long time, so it's going to be very interesting to see the direction of where their team goes in this draft. And since this, this draft is really QB and a virtual draft and a virtual draft too. You're right, Chris. And this one's very QB heavy. And, you know, I I mean, all the positions are really heavy. I mean, offensive tackle running backs are really heavy. Wide receivers are really heavy. So are quarterbacks. So it's going to be very interesting to see guys breaking news. The Texans just traded for Brandon cooks. Wow. The Texans have traded for Brandon cooks. Goodbye Rams. Another player gone. Well, he well, wanted. Good, he, they, he, 
yeah, he wanted out anyways, and you need, you need to find somebody that's going to replace uh, DeAndre Hopkins. So, uh, okay. So it looks like what we're seeing. It looks like Houston acquires Cooks. Yep. For a fourth rounder from the Rams for a 2020 second round pick. It's not a bad deal. I mean, yeah, if, and if I, the if pick I'm, traded is a future pick yeah, from if the I'm, Rams. If I'm still uh, Deshaun Watson, I'm still like, yo, bro, I, I still want my boy back. You know, you, you still gave away Nuke, but I mean, it, it kind of it, it helps out their wide receiving core a little bit with Brandon Cooks. Man, the Rams just like they were that team that it happens all the time. You know, they were in the Super Bowl two years ago, and all of a sudden they have like nobody left. Jared Goff is there. And like yeah. they're just gonna lose the division this year, you know. Everyone in the division has improved greatly, and they're just oh, the Rams. What are they doing? Krista, we <laughs> talked about this, and while I was psyched about having two teams for uh, hard knocks this year because the Rams and this trade even furthers that discussion. Man, true. What what, a what hot ha- mess. they fallen apart completely uh, at the seams? Invested in a quarterback that might not be their guy. Lost some of their top defensive players. Now trading an offensive weapon that without Brandon Cooks, obviously, there would have been a huge issue with the Rams uh, offense not having a guy stretch the field. We know Cup was injured uh, with ACL issues, but was able to come back. So, I mean, you know, this well, is now what do you think? Like Sean McVay was touted as like the, the next Belichick, the genius, you know, yep. we need to find the next McVay. We need to find the next McVay and all one year later, two years later, like, is it really Sean McVay is that smart or did he That's just have a really good talent around him for that time or whatever? I don't know. The I, I NFL wanna, figures know, it out. I want to know what the Rams game plan is. I mean, because you also released Todd Gurley. He's gone now. Mm-hmm. You have no Fowler's first, gone you, too. Yeah. Yeah. You have no first round pick this year and the year after that. So what are you, what are you guys doing? You're in so much hell with, with cap and free agency. You have like no, no wiggle room whatsoever. So it's like, you know, could we? We're going to see a definite shift in that division where the Rams could possibly be the last place team in that division with because they've got nobody on that roster anymore, and they don't pay their players on their roster either. Right. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> the only the only guy they're paying is Jared Goff. Jared Goff is the only right, guy paying. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know what the Rams are doing. Well, I mean, they went all in on that Super Bowl year and didn't win, and then you know you are you were up against the wall with the guys that you had. Oh, you know, you're you're bringing in guys that were free agents that you you know had to give contracts to, and then now you're stuck. You're st- you're stuck in a position where now you have to be basically go back to square one about your game plan is going forward. And I, I just don't think the Rams, the Rams are now going to be on the downward spiral, and the Arizona Cardinals, where they've been in last place hell for how many years, are going to be trending up in that division now. Well, I mean, if you look, and I'm just looking at their wide receivers now, you're going to have Cooks is gone. And he's going to have the potential cap hit, and this is through Cup's gonna um, be gone, dude. spot track. Is It says right now is 16.8 because he had just signed a deal. So I don't know where they're going to be. Todd Gurley had a huge cap hit as well. They have Robert Woods. They have Cooper Cup. Now, Josh Reynolds did play okay yep. when he did get on the field. But then after that, you have Gerald Everett as a tight end. And, I mean, really after that, you're going to guys like Malcolm Brown and Daryl Henderson – because you no longer have a girly, and I mean, really, you're you're done with the offense. That's it. So, I mean, and like you said, El Bushman, they don't have a first round pick for a hot minute. Nope. For the next couple years. 
Well, so, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Cup gets dealt too, because then you could dealt you can deal him for draft picks or deal him for whatever. I wouldn't be surprised if he's gone too. I w- it would well, not surprise me. I mean, you think the people in St. Louis are just like, ha ha ha? The St. Louis fans are so happy. <laughs> like, look what happened to you guys. Well, they, you they've got the now. XFL team now. They're they're happy. They've got football back in that that city now for the XFL. <laughs> <laughs> well, nobody has any football. Let's be honest. <laughs> That's no football. true. I, I love it's like the elephant in the room too. You go on the internet, you go on ESPN or Bleacher Report, whatever website you like, and it's just articles about free agency. It's like this elephant in the room. We're talking about all this stuff, and the, everyone's kind of like in the back of our heads if it really happens you know it's just kind of crazy all the stuff that's going on it, it, when it like, gets yeah, closer just... to the months of football and like because fantasy football is is what i look forward to every single year when it comes to football when it comes to nfl and i love the draft parties that we do i love drafting and everything if that doesn't happen for me i'm gonna be sad i don't know what i'm gonna do with my life anymore. <laughs> and i'm gonna I mean, cry would... and i'm gonna, I'm be gonna upset. cry and, and my i'm gonna be miserable at my house and then my wife's gonna hate me because i'm miserable <laughs> and if we don't have a destination draft i'm gonna be really sad i'm sorry we're gonna well, have to know, figure that out the red zone channel now is literally replaying they've run out of games so they're replaying red zone replays so that today they were replaying week four of uh, NFL 2019, the red zone though. So it's just the every touchdown. It's not even the game. It's I'm the like, juicy stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like they're just replaying the red zone from the whole day. I'm like, God, I miss football. I miss fantasy. Yeah, like I miss our Sundays doing our show. You know, it's always been so fun, and it's just wild to think that it might not happen. Which, which I gotta bad, admit, but with a different uh, show name and a different network. So we can yes. do that. <laughs> I nerded out today. I went on NFL Game Pass, which they're giving for free. And I totally went back and started watching Brady's games to see how he was throwing the ball, how he was passing the ball, if he was hitting the slants, if he still got the juice in the old cannon, stuff like that. I see you're watching a little film, doing a little scouting. I was doing a little coaches film. They have a nice little coaches uh, section, and I was watching. And you can do the coach cam, and, I mean, it gives you the zoomed-out view and you can watch the safeties either high, low in the box. And I mean, it was cool when you can slow everything down. I almost had, I had my little fake clicker. I was flicking the thumb and I was like, move <laughs> forward, 10 seconds forward. It was great. Why don't you do a little John Gruden quarterback camp for us? Make a little segment there. We Ooh, can have I like, like uh, yeah, a little film I need to, segment. Hey, that would be, I you know like what? Maybe, maybe I will actually. I, like I don't that. know. We'll have to. Show uh, some of your favorite plays, break down some of your favorite plays, you know. Yeah, well, I figured I did start to peek over to the Falcons a little bit, obviously, since I'm from Atlanta. And, um, God, some of their games last year, when I was looking at some of the scores and just going through and obviously knowing what they did at the end of the season by beating the Niners, and I just remember looking at some of their games, and I was just like, holy cow. I mean, we were just really bad. Really bad. (laughs) Made me want to cry. I was depressed this morning at like 9.02 a.m. I was like, Jesus. So... (laughs) A lot of work there needed. So, I, going back to the the Texans and with the trade they just did, I'm going to le- read off their their starting roster for the offense. So, okay, so we got Deshaun Watson, of course. Now your wide receiving core is Brandon Cooks, Randall Cobb, old man Cobb, Kenny Stills, Darren Fells, and then your running backs are now your new David Johnson and of course Duke Johnson. So, but what do you guys think? Is does does Brandon Cooks make them a tiny bit better? Now or is it? Are they still maybe? 
I mean, David Johnson's going to be a huge question mark in that backfield because of his injuries, and he, we hasn't, he hasn't played well since his injuries. Do you think the Texans are better off? I mean, are they okay now because they've got Brandon <laughs> Cooks now? I know you're going to laugh. No, that, but. yeah, like, yeah, like, you know, you take away DeAndre Hopkins and oh, you replace him with Brandon Cooks, like, no way. Yes, it makes them a little bit better from where they were yesterday, but, I mean, Darren Balls, though, like, he he's good, so they still have him. He's good talent or whatever. Kenny Stills did make some big plays for them at the end of the year last year, but I just, the whole DeAndre Hopkins thing still is just mind-blowing to me, and I just can't believe they got rid of him. And but yeah, I guess it makes him a little bit better. Maybe Cooks wasn't happy in LA. You know, he was competing with two other receivers there, so maybe he will be. You, you never know. Actually, I wanted to do an article for our website here. I wanted to look into this week about um, a fan from the fantasy aspect. Look at guys who've changed teams that were free agents or got traded, and if their fantasy value has improved or like what the trend is, if there is a trend there. So. Maybe I'll get into that tomorrow. Looking I, like that. I love see. that idea, Chris, and I think you should uh, get on that and start running that. That's a great article. I like that. Yeah. That's so yeah, I'll just take my notes from the last couple of years and see what I can figure out. So uh, Trevor Sikama from uh, from the Draft Network, Tampa Bay Trey on Twitter, uh, really he tweeted this out a couple minutes ago. Bill O'Brien really traded DeAndre Hopkins for Brandon Cooks and David Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> that was That's his true. trade, man, pretty much. <laughs> Well, you, <laughs> the only thing I can yeah, say, like, do I have a, a scenario for you? You're gonna love this. I, I well, would love, I would love to play poker with Bill O'Brien. I would just love gosh. to. You just, well, yeah, he type of guy just throws chips around all night, dude. All I'm in, in. I can see now. Oh my god, this guy's really going all in with this. Oh my god, he's well, really going all in. The only thing this does, and maybe, and it's still to me, like Kristen just hit the nail on the head. You're trading. Uh, a Hall of Famer in my eyes for somebody who, you know, God knows what's going to happen. But the Texans now get back a pick in the top 50. So they will now pick 40th, and they do have eight picks overall. They ended up dealing the first-round pick uh, and next next year's first-round pick to Miami for Tunsil and Stills. So they're still – they're going to be picking the top 50, which is great, and they do have a heavy wide receiver draft, but – you're not going to get one of these guys. I don't think it's going to be an impact player. You might get a guy, um, the Colorado wide receiver who hurt his uh, core muscle, uh, Lavica, Lavistra. Um, can't remember his name, but a guy like that might be available. But I think you might be able to get a wide receiver uh, or maybe help on the on the defensive end for them in the defensive backfield. Maybe would pick forty. Yeah, there's there's certainly since this is a wide receiver heavy core of, of guys coming to the draft. Yeah, Houston could go in, but I think they need help on the offensive line help too because you know you need to protect yeah. Deshaun, and that's one of their biggest weaknesses is that. So, I mean, if they're if they're set on Cobb and and Cooks and and Stills, I mean that's you're you're looking at about a C minus when it comes to your wide receiving core. But you know, offensive tackle is their main issue right there. So. All right, so moving along, guys, you know, since uh, the COVID crisis is happening, you know, leagues are starting to be creative about, you know, still having attention to their players. And, you know, players are still getting, you know, trying to figure out ways to stay relevant on social media and everything. So the NBA has come out with a horse competition, uh, which I think is a pretty good idea. Uh, the, The lineups today of who's going against who is group one is Chauncey Billups, uh, versus wait, that's not even the lineup. Hold on a second. Uh, okay, that, well, yeah, that is the lineup. Okay, let me pull this up real quick. 
Sorry about that, guys. All right, so it's on group, Sundays. Yep, it's group on Sunday. one is Trey Young and Chauncey Billups. Yep, and also Mike Conley and Tamika Catchings, who's from the WNBA. And then group two is Zach Levine, Chris Paul, Paul Pierce, and then Allie Quigley as well. So I think this is a great idea. I think it's a cool, cool, cool deal. I hope they like really do some really cool trick shots. You know, what other competitions do you think uh, the other leagues could do uh, to kind of mirror this, uh, the NBA, is what, what they're doing? On so does everyone just have, like, a basketball hoop at their house? Or, like, do they go to their, like, gym? Like, where do they film this? I'm, I'm curious sure, how it works. I'm sure each and every one of these players have uh, some sort of basketball hoop at their house. Hoop at their house. Okay, yeah. so, yeah, I'm like, yeah, that's going to be pretty cool to see. I'm just excited to see where their hoops are at their house. They have, like, a full court. It's just in the driveway, you know. That's going to be interesting, but. Um, I don't know. Go ahead, Chip. I was just still amazed about this whole horse tournament taking place. (laughs) (laughs) I got to tell you, we've reached a, gosh, I want to be careful. We've reached just a certain point in life where everyone is just lacking so bad that we already know how I feel about the NBA, but a horse competition with players on it where i mean and we'll have to figure out the details this begins sunday i think in easter uh, and there will be there will be a host so i guess this is the nba's way to kind of get revenue yeah maybe well, i think it's also something fun and entertaining they know people are bored like i, I think I, I i don't know if it's so much for because they're not like say like presented by budweiser or something like, I yeah. think it's just more like, hey, this is fun. And, and now I'm like oh, a no. roster. I mean, like Mike Conley Jr., I'm cheering for him all the way. Ohio State Buckeye, let's go. Well, this is NBA <laughs> Horse Challenges presented by State Farm all over oh, all okay. over the place. So, oh, I didn't see that. I'm just uh, but yeah, uh, I don't know. I mean, we'll see. I just, uh, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm totally <laughs> against. I, I hate the NBA. I don't care what they do. It, Will you, know, you watch this it, is, though? No. No, okay. This I, would, I would watch. I would watch like beer pong. Like we were talking about a virtual beer pong. Sean actually set it up last night. I was playing our friend Curtis. He put the MacBook behind the uh, the cups there, and they there played a virtual beer pong game. Yeah, they had a blast. So I would like to see NBA players play beer pong against regular people. Like I, I should go. be able to play LeBron and beer pong and I see t- if I'm better. I tell you what, Kristen, if I can get my wife to, me and her will play you and Sean on a virtual beer pong. Okay. Sounds okay. good. Yeah, sounds good. It really is funny. I was like, I hope the neighbors is not downstairs. Can you just imagine hearing like ting ting, like little ping pong hitting the ground all night long? Oh my god, I feel so bad. The only reason why I don't think this works is because we've all seen like how bad the ratings have gone down in like slam dunk competitions and where yeah. people were jumping over cars and like. Well, I mean, wasn't there a commercial? Was it a Nike commercial or a McDonald's commercial? Was it like Kobe and Jordan, and they were playing a game of horse, but that was like yes. ridiculous. They were like shooting off yes. the World Trade Centers or something, which is yeah. cool. But I like yeah. that commercial. But that's like thirty seconds. This is going to be like yeah. hours. That's so, true. I don't know. Just my just my point of view. But yeah, the NBA. I'm. I'm. Yeah. Blah. And when <laughs> the schedule Go. it goes from Sunday to Thursday. Sunday oh, to let's Thursday, see. That's non-stop. too long. That's too long. They need to yeah. hold it on one night and one night only. Don't drag this thing out. A horse competition doesn't have to last that long. Come on. Oh, wait. So it's uh, everything. The quarterfinals are on Sunday. And then on Thursday, they do the quarterfinals and the semis. So it's two nights. It's not okay. four nights. So well, then do Sunday, Sunday and Monday. Don't do Sunday and Thursday. Come on. 
They got they got to give us something to look forward to. Give the people what they want. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you're you're doing it for like almost four days apart. No, oh, that's that's retarded. Do you I'll have anything completely... else to do? Yeah. Well, yeah, and that's another thing too. Although I will say, <laughs> kudos to um, ESPN for running Masters, the previous Masters. I watched the Masters today from 2012 when Bubba Watson came back and won all day today for like seven hours. It was fantastic. Oh, probably, so Sunday they'll probably have Tigers win last year, I bet, if anything. I, they think, I, think, I think they showed that already. Did they they? might have. Yeah, they might have showed yeah, that already because I saw an advertisement uh, through ESPN on Facebook where they, they uh, showed when Tiger had the green jacket on. I think they already showed that one. Um, my oh. favorite thing is napping when Masters falls on Easter <laughs> and like you're drunk on mimosas and you fall asleep to the Masters music. That's like, yeah, oh, that's great. Fantastic. So yeah, I, kudos uh, for them. I give kudos to Fox Sports uh, in Florida. They've been running uh, the greatest games in Rays history. So when Wade Boggs hit his uh, 3,000 uh, hit, which was a home run at, and, and at the Trop. They've been running uh, when they won the 2008 uh, ALCS. They've been running all those those great games. So kudos to Fox Sports for doing that. I like that. There you go. Okay. All right, guys, before we get on out of here, any other uh, last-minute notes? None no. for me. Take Bring me the draft. Wash your draft hands. Show. Yeah, Trailer, so teaser. Just a just a heads up. We are going to be doing a live streaming via Facebook, like we did on my birthday uh, last Sunday. We're going to be doing Woo-hoo. a live stream draft special Easter draft edition show on Facebook Live. So make sure you guys check that out. We had a great response last time on our live video, so we want to make it even a bigger and better one. So uh, make sure to check that out on Facebook Live. And of course, this is Sports Caffeine with El Bushman, Chip, and of course Kristen. Make sure to stream us live on FanStreamSports.com, and also make sure you uh, download the app. I have as well. I can't even say op anymore, so it's app. Make sure you download the app. And, of course, follow us on social media at Sports Caffeine 1 on Twitter. And also look us up on Facebook at Sports Caffeine. For us, uh, we hope you guys stay safe. And we look forward to seeing you guys on Sunday live via Facebook Live. Thanks for listening to another episode of Sports Caffeine. Available for streaming on FanStreamSports.com and Fan Stream Sports, the app.
Total Wine and More now offers curbside pickup and same-day delivery in Northern Virginia. Have great finds at great prices delivered right to your car or to your door. It's easy to discover the more ways Total Wine and More has you covered at TotalWine.com. Total Wine and More now offers curbside pickup and same-day delivery in Northern Virginia. Have great finds at great prices delivered right to your car or to your door. It's easy to discover the more ways Total Wine and More has you covered at TotalWine.com.